You're listening to The Paul Higgins Show, the place for ambitious tech consultants with purpose. After 18 years as a global sales leader and having a successful tech consulting exit, I'm sharing what's working now to transform emerging tech consultants worldwide into trusted consultants that attract the best clients and deliver measurable results. When you're ready to level up your clarity, results, and freedom, begin with the free tech consulting blueprint available at techconsultantsblueprint.com. You hear about AI in general, and you've used it to some degree, probably uh, personally a little bit with business, with content, et cetera, but you're not really sure how it's going to positively impact you running a tech consulting business. And also, you're not quite sure on what you should prepare for. Hello, I'm Paul Higgins, and welcome to episode 510 of the Paul Higgins podcast. In today's podcast, you're going to get specific examples of using AI as a tech consultant. You're going to learn exactly what you should prepare and how you should get ready for using it, where you're going to find out more information. And also, we're going to give you some great examples across Salesforce, HubSpot, and Monday.com. Today's guest is Noah Burke. He's a co-founder of OBO. It's a unit consulting that optimizes systems for organizations by digitally transforming their operations. He has 20 years experience in B2B sales, marketing, and strategy, and he's helped OBO increase its client base by sevenfold. So despite OBO's enormous success and rapid growth, Noah remains very humble and dedicated to his mission in developing raving fans for both his clients and his employees, and he's also very humble about the information that he's got around AI that he shares today. So what I'm going to do now is hand you over to Noah Burke from the obogroup.com. Fantastic to have you here, Noah. Oh, thank you for having me, Paul. Yeah, well, we had a great conversation. It was a couple of months ago now, and you started talking about everything that you're doing with AI in your own business and clients. And I thought, I've got to have you on the on the show. I know that it's very topical at the moment. You all <laughs> are getting bombarded by by AI, but I think this is very specific and uh, very relevant for you. But why don't we kick off with who your ideal clients are and what problems you love to solve for them? Yeah, sure. So um, what we do is we specialize in helping companies either implement or optimize their HubSpot, Salesforce, or Monday.com instances. Um, and so really the companies that we look for are companies that we can help them digitize sales, marketing, service, and ops, and who are using one or uh, all of those applications um, where we really are able to help strive and help our clients uh, achieve what they were looking for with their initial investments. Right. So, so I've got it right. So you're, you've got three SaaS that you support and are you multi-cloud yes. across those SaaS as well? Cor- correct. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's a, uh, all three are very popular and that's the reason why we picked them. And we found a trend with our clients who had one or more of them. And we realized there was a really big opportunity to be able to support our clients among multiple platforms. Yeah, great. And and did, which, did you start with one and then add the others? Like which one did you keep? So we, we started with marketing automation within the HubSpot platform, even before they had their initial CRM play, which is part of the reason why we were involved in Salesforce early on. So it really was kind of HubSpot, Salesforce, roughly around the same time. And then Monday, we got involved with them back in 2020. Um, and at the time, way smaller than they are now. So we actually ended up being Monday.com's first uh, United States partner. Um, wow. We're also their uh, North American Partner of the Year, uh, Advanced Limitation Certified Partner. We get to work with a lot of really cool clients, and you'd be surprised how many have at least you know two or more of those technologies in their stack. 
So, you know, a lot of people, and you're probably listening now, are, you know, single stack, as I like to call it, maybe single stack multi-cloud, right? So I'm a Salesforce sure. partner, HubSpot, I'm a NetSuite, et cetera, right? So I don't have many people on the show that are multi-platform plus multi-cloud. What, if any, of the downsides have been what you are at the moment, which is, you know, multi-platform, multi-stack? I would probably say specialization of teams, um, you know, you, I think the phrase is a, a mile wide and inch deep. Um, you know, we get asked all the time to represent more applications. And we, we always, oftentimes, actually pretty much nowadays, always say no. Um, it's more important for us to become really good at these three applications for our clients. And so it's it, probably whereas other companies may have taken less time to develop their proficiency in any of these individual applications, it took us a little bit longer. Because uh, most of our team members know at least two of them really, really well at this point. And it's, it's a real big uh, advantage for our clients to be able to go to one company and say, I have HubSpot Marketing Hub and I have Salesforce Sales Cloud. Can you guys help us? Um, and that doesn't mean we don't just strictly work in the Salesforce environment or strictly work in the HubSpot environment or strictly work in the Monday environment. But um, it's really advantageous for them to go to one partner and say, how can you help us improve? Yeah, yeah, great. And and so just uh, top line, do you have, you said, you know, some of your, most of your teams know at least two, but do you have your team set up by, you know, vertical, by platform, like by, by cloud? So How are your team sort of set up? This has been an evolution uh, over a period of time. So there was a period of time where everyone was just, you know, vertically focused on a particular platform. Um, but what ended up happening is someone come in and say, hey, I have HubSpot and Salesforce. You know, it's kind of hard to work with two teams. And there are certain teams that started gaining expertise. So we actually have teams who really know HubSpot and Salesforce extremely well or know Monday and HubSpot extremely well. But we also have Salesforce-only teams, HubSpot-only teams, Monday-only teams. So that's all they know. So the majority of our team members generally have a specialty that they're really kind of focused on, but there's always individuals on that team or the within the organization who know more than one who can answer those tough questions. Um, and a lot of our clients ask for integration support. You know, maybe they're trying to integrate multiple applications, not just obviously the ones that we support, but we've worked with hundreds of integrations for clients. So it's it's a pretty cool skill set, and to be honest, it keeps the team members having more fun because it doesn't mean it's ever boring. Uh, there's always something new to learn because uh, you generally, and if they want to switch, they can switch easily within the organization versus you know trying to go outside to find different types of experience. Yeah, and is it sort of the eighty twenty rule that you know they're they're different, but they're not that different? Like, there's the nuances are there. Yeah, I, to some extent, I think that's kind of more true um, in like market automation, for example, um, versus you know CRM. You understand the basics of how these platforms work from a process perspective, um, but actually understanding how to set things up can be very different, you know, versus setting up a sales cloud instance versus a HubSpot sales hub instance is, is totally different from each other. Um, same thing with Salesforce marketing cloud engagements versus HubSpot marketing hub engagements. Um, they're all great applications. We support them all. So it really just comes down to, you know, client preferences. Um, the, the skills can transfer probably less so on the Monday side because that's very much more process consulting, project management, uh, which is a totally different type of beast than CRMs or market automation or customer service software. Yeah, brilliant. Well, as I said at the in the intro and at the start, you know, AI is something that you uh, love to do, and um, that's why you know I picked you out of a lot of people that I'd spoken to. <laughs> to say, okay, no, I really got to have on. So, 
give us a bit of a high level of your journey with AI so far, and then we can talk about more yeah. specifics in both your business and also your customers. So AI has been a really fun journey. We got started as soon as the APIs became available and the ability to access open AI, did we start playing around with it? But we actually deployed the first um, application to a CRM, HubSpot. So we actually integrated ChatGPT with HubSpot. Uh, and it just took off. We made it free in the App Store. There's a free version, there's a paid version. Um, and it kind of introduced us to what it can do for organizations and companies. It wasn't necessarily, I say, full functional. Um, you know, it couldn't go ahead and write your emails at the time. It, is essentially an interface that someone could access it for the entire company without having to necessarily go to the, you know, the ChatGPT app to be able to access the AI tool. But pretty quickly, we realized that organizations like HubSpot, Salesforce, Money.com, they're going to start incorporating AI into their own software. And it, it wouldn't necessarily be something we can bring a lot of value to building AI on that software because the company is going to do it themselves. Is HubSpot now has ChatSpot, AI now has, uh, Salesforce has our Einstein, where you have an entire AI uh, layer built in. Um, you then have Monday that has their essentially AI bot that can help in terms of setting up boards. But we're, we're still in our infancy. I think the promise in the, of AI in terms of data analysis, in terms of what you can do with it, I don't think companies are quite aware of how drastically this is going to change their organization and business um, because the future is really in, in the next, I'd say, 12 to 18 months, every organization is going to have their own personalized AI bot that's been trained on their own documents, that they're going to be able to chat with their own documents, they're going to be able to load up PDFs, Word docs, spreadsheets, uh, and to be able to deploy that to their entire teams, you know, HR benefits, sales, marketing, analysis, client list, um, that AR ends up becoming almost your de facto uh, user in Slack that you're asking all the time, like, hey, what clients do we work with here? Or what clients are in this industry? Or can you tell me what worked versus what didn't work? Or, hey, a client has this problem, you know, what sh solution should we offer them? Um, this technology is already out there now to some extent. Um, and so we've actually internally been working on tools for clients to be able to leverage uh, within Monday.com and Slack to be able to actually build their own AI chatbots. And, uh, you know, I know it's early. I know, you know, listeners are going to be listening to this later on. By then, it's already out in the marketplace. But that's going to be the future. Uh, it's going to save tons of time, whether you're a professional services organization who has your own internal wiki, loading that all into AI, uh, whether you're a manufacturing company who has dozens of product manuals and no one knows it all, but it's going to be a fun ride. So that's what we've been playing around recently is how to chat your own documents. Yeah, great. And, you know, yeah. So Y-A-K-Bots. That's correct. AI.com is where you can go and find out more about that. And we'll have the link in the in the show notes. So that's the Monday in the Slack. But yeah, look, so I'm, I'm going to, you know, call the elephant out of the room, state the obvious here, which is, you know, how you construct and how you have that data is going to yeah. be paramount, right? So how are you preparing your clients and how are you working with clients on that? Because I know, you know, when I was a, a tech consultant, you know, just the, the way that people structured data was, you know, was always, uh, you know, it's probably why I haven't got any hair. It, <laughs> it was like that. And, you know, and coming from a large organization like Coca-Cola, where, you know, it was always, you know, a one person would call something, you know, you know, street, someone would call it street full name, someone would call it ST. It was like a just a minefield. We're always cleaning data and getting data 
accurate so that we could use it. So the short version of this is how are you helping your clients prepare so that you listening can also start that journey with, with your clients. So it's kind of funny. I think when AI first came about, there's this thing called AI prompt engineering. And, you know, first people were like, hey, this is going to be a new job. And then everyone's like, well, this is just a fake position. This isn't going to exist. How much prompt engineering can there be? Um, as we've been playing around with our own tool, um, you'd be surprised if you, you know, you load up your documents and you load, say something's called a technology, but another document says it's a tool. AI sometimes has a really hard time differentiating between are you talking about technology or a tool when you're requesting information. And what's going to end up happening is you're going to have individuals who are entire responsibility is to make sure there's uniformity in what the AI is being trained on. So they'll be actually going in and prompting the AI and, and making sure the answer is correct before they deploy it to the organization. Um, and they'll actually have to go in and reformat documents, make sure things are labeled the right way. Uh, they may even load a document into a particular chatbot um, to correct answers that were incorrect it was given so it can have the right stuff. So it's kind of data and kind of not. In some cases, it will be data. You know, we recently deployed the ability to load spreadsheets, which is really fun because uh, now I can actually start doing basic analysis. Uh, we started loading in, for example, like MLB data, you know, major league baseball data or soccer data, you know, football, whatever, depending upon where you're listening and say, who's the best player? And it'll actually come back with an answer. I'll say the best player is XYZ based upon this credit, based upon this, this, and this from what we can say. You can also get deeper into your prompt. So I think part of what's going to happen is you're actually going to have an entire individual that's going to be your AI admin who's responsible for organizing what data do you train the AI on. They're going to have people going, that same person may be going in there and adjusting the document so it can be more readable. Uh, they'll also be playing around with what prompts people should be asking. So they may have predetermined prompts that they're actually sharing with their team members and saying, if you want this information, here's how you ask the AI uh, for that information to get what you want. And, and do you think um, that that person will likely sit on, let's say, the partner side? So on your side, or will it sit in the client side, or will it be a combination of, of both? How, how do you sort of see that playing out in the, the first instance? I think it's going to be a combination of both. The clients that we've deployed our solution to so far they ask tons of questions. Hey, I'm trying to get this. I loaded this document, but it doesn't seem to necessarily be giving me the right answer. And so we're going in and saying, well, it's probably because you have this, this, and this, and your outline is reading the incorrect information. Or you can't load everything into one AI. You have to essentially break up your AI into topics. Like you wouldn't load your sales documents with your uh, employee handbook because you're going to ask it a question and maybe giving you an answer from your employee handbook, not your sales document. Um, and so part of the time is just helping companies understand how to use it in the sense of um, uh, how to think about structuring the AI to be able to get the answers they want. And then also, this is just the beginning. When we use tools like Monday.com to be able to deploy AI, it also gives us the entire full capabilities of Monday. So we can automate the building of AIs. We can automate bringing documents in. We can automate uh, workflows. So as people are training it or, or creating automated spreadsheets um, where you don't even need the, the human to be able to create that for you. It's very, ex 
we're so early. If I could play all day in my own tool, I probably would just because it's so much fun to chat with your own docs. Um, that I think it's, it's still to this day where we are as experimentation. I was floored when we started and there's different models that you incorporate into it. You know, it's a different model to ingest a word or PDF document versus loading up a CSV or spreadsheet. It's a different model to be able to actually do calculations versus just regurgitating what's in that spreadsheet. Um, and it's a different model to write what most people uh, experience with ChatGPT now, or writes awesome sentences versus data retrieval versus academic mode. And you have to incorporate these different models into the AI. And it's just so early on. But I think the biggest benefit for organizations is um, uh, data retrieval, how fast they're going to be able to get the right answer to that employee. And I think this is going to be a boon for especially new employees, people who have had minimal training. And especially if you're at a complex organization, maybe you're a salesperson, you sell complex um, products, and you're on a call with a technical person, they're saying all these things. And you're like, I have no idea what this person's saying. Just go ahead and ask AI, what do they mean by this? Yeah. And, and um, you know, some, someone once said to me, and I know it's a bit of a generalization, but if you look at, now, we've all got them and you've probably got some Noah and, and you listening yeah. got somewhere. Some friends love to elaborate, right? So they'll, you know, in the old days, they'd throw out a stat and you'd have to, you know, you would just have to trust that that was the case, right? And all of a sudden yeah. now everyone's on Google. Oh, let me just fact check that on, on yeah. Google. I'm assuming the same thing is what's happened with Google and the, the use of our data in our lives. It's going to be the exact same thing AI is going to provide with the data that we've got within our business. Is, is that sort of, you know, top line? Is is that a fair That's exactly. assumption? That's yeah. exactly where it's going. You know, we have a, uh, you know, examples of a jewelry store. Um, they have six different stores and there's all these rules in the store around, you know, Clients have questions about cleanings. Um, maybe it's about a particular designer, or maybe it's about a particular procedure, a particular process. Well, especially in retail, there's turnover. So you constantly have new employees coming in and management gets hit up all day with questions. How do I do this? How do I do that? Well, what do I do here? Well, they're asking a question about this particular product um, that we have. Can you tell me more history about it? Or they're asking about the difference between this and that. Well, Management, especially in that scenario, spends five to 10 hours a day just answering questions for employees. And half the time, they're too late because that customer's already out of the store. Well, now they're able to load all their documents. So they have product docs, they have HR, they have benefits, they have uh, procedures around the cash register, you know, the checkout process, the cleaning process. And you just select your bot, ask the question, and you don't need to wait for the manager to get back to you. It's already been loaded in there for you to be able to simply ask whatever question you need. And then it also can direct you to that document. And so every organization has a wealth of data um, just sitting in their organization that is generally pretty difficult to come across. Um, in our case, we're ISO 2701 compliant. Well, the number of people who ask questions like, this happened, what do I do to the person who's in charge of it is enormous. And now they can just simply ask the bot, like, hey, this happened, what do I do? And it gives them exactly what to do and the answer and directions of what to do next. Yeah. So the great thing is, and I know that you've got a four-month induction program, onboarding program for your team, Correct. which is fantastic. Are you seeing that that four months will now become you know, significantly less because of this? Or you know, how, how do you see it even you know, you training 
getting your team up to speed, how do you see that this this will play out in that regard? So, you know, I think like most organizations, we have like an internal wiki with all the questions that someone may ask. And you, of course, ask that too. What this is going to enable any employee to do is um, more confidence, um, especially when you're on the spot with a client. And so oftentimes, you know, we train them to say, hey, let's not have to get back to you. And you don't know that particular answer. Instead, you can say, hey, give me one sec, let me check this out. And so you can just simply go to whatever bot that is to be able to ask that particular question to be able to give that client a response right on the phone or via email or via, you know, wherever else that you need to give that immediate response to. So training wise, um, it will reduce what it's really going to do is enable them to be more productive member of the team more quickly. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say training is going by the wayside. This is a think of it as like a tutor next to you all the time that you can ask a question to and making sure that you're giving the right answer. And so it's going to, yes, you're still going to be going through that training. You still need that particular knowledge, but it's going to enable you to do more things faster and quick, you know, just be able to get to speed more quickly and feel more confident uh, to be on your own. And, and I know that, you know, for the, the debate of, you know, how much ongoing support do you provide to a platform is always, you know, something's contention within us as, uh, as tech consultants. Do you see that this will be, an opportunity to help clients through this journey, as you said, because of the nuances, the complications where, you know, people talk about AI taking admin roles away. I'm, I'm assuming this could be an opportunity to actually support your clients more as they go through this change. Am I reading those terms? Absolutely. Right you can, right? it's kind of funny as you share this stuff, I just keep getting more and more use cases. Um, you know, AI is almost unlimited use cases. In this particular case, you could load up all of your onboarding documents to that client for how you set up their software. And anytime one of their salespeople has a question, like, what do I do here? Or a marketing person, another one in the tech organization, it can immediately give them an answer without you having to be burdened to give them an answer. And you support that document. You keep it updated. You keep it fresh. Um, you check the prompts. You check what questions are being asked to make sure that the correct answer is being given. You make those updates when needed. Uh, if there's some something seems to be unclear. Um, so I actually think this could be a boon to professional service organizations who are supporting their clients. Uh, because what do clients want? They want everything faster. They want it quick, you know, they want it right now. They don't want to wait for the answer. And a lot of the questions they have, you could have them all loaded up in there for the AI to be able to answer them for them. And this is probably going to be an unfair question because it's a bit like, you know, picking your favorite child. But if you look at the current three platforms that you support, you know, Salesforce, HubSpot, and Monday, which do you think is doing AI better than that? Like, is there any clear winner out of this so far or are they all pretty pretty much the same? So the AI layer within the Salesforce environment is really meant to protect, uh, call, you know, PII data within the system. So before it gets sent out to the AI, it's not saying out first name, last name or anything that's, Private. So I think that's pretty cool what they're doing there. And that's going to give a lot of confidence to financial organizations and, um, and perhaps uh, healthcare organizations. I think what HubSpot's doing with ChatSpot is really cool, where all of them are now getting to the point where you can go into, let's say, for example, in HubSpot and say, click a button and say, rewrite this section for me or change this image for me. And before you used to have to do it. Um, and now you can. But here's the tone I want, do this, this, and this, and I'll just make those changes for you. Um, I think they're all kind of approaching it slightly differently in terms of AI. 
but I also think all of them are struggling with the use cases yes. within the applications. Like, you know, I think what they're doing chatspots great, but I still can't go and ask it, you know, give me every client who's in this industry um, who we worked with in this period of time and who's that main point of contact. It just isn't there yet. Yes, yes. Um, and, you know, I, it will take time to get there. Uh, so I think they're all approaching it differently. And I think they'll all say, well, we probably get asked about AI all the time every day. But I, I don't know if the imagination is, is fully baked in yet to what it can do and how to deploy it. I think for a lot of organizations, it's still novelty. Obviously, if you're in marketing, you're using AI every day in content. Yes. Um, uh, if you're a developer, you're using AI pretty much every day. But I think organization-wide, I think a lot of organizations struggle with how do I deploy AI versus what I think it can do versus what it can really do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know that different platforms are taking different strategies on the pricing as well. So some people have said, you know, if you want access to it, you've got to pay a premium. So it's a way that they've got more revenue and others it's embedded. How do you sort of see that that playing out? It's going to be a commodity. I, I don't think you can charge extra for it. I think it's just going to be an assumed capability within the application. I, I think some organizations are going to try and charge more money for their AI, but they're going to have to show the value for why someone want to pay more. Uh, otherwise, you know, they may switch to a company that's not charging money for the AI. I think on the flip side is you're going to see a lot of organizations pop up who have built their product around AI. Yes. And so, yeah, in some sense, you're paying for it, but you're just paying for that solution versus paying an extra fee. It's just a value add. Yeah. And, and like you said, this is... Um something you do for work, but it's also a hobby for you. And, you know, it's something you, you love to do. We, if you're listening to Noah now and you're thinking, yeah, God, I'm so, I'm just not up to speed on this. Like I've, this is, if I've learned anything, there's a massive opportunity here and I need to do more. Where, where do people sort of start to learn? You know, like, have you got any tips on, you know, any resources you follow, any podcasts, anything that's you should say, okay, get, let's go start here. Yeah, it's really funny you mention that. So I, in the beginning, I bought all these AI books, you know, from experts. Um, and it's talking about what you can do versus what you can't do. And, and I wasn't very thrilled. It was very much um, high in the sky ideas or what you would think is traditional AI use cases around data analysis or content generation. Um to be honest, I actually think at this point, some of the best information I find, I just have a Google News alert. Yeah. And because the problem with AI is what was said, like, honestly, this podcast can be out of date by the time it comes out. AI is already going to be so much further ahead than even what we're talking about today. That some of these books were written 2021, 2022. Some of them were written even after uh, OpenAI came out with ChatGPT and it's out of date. Yes, yes. And so I generally, my best so for source of data and information tends to actually just being going and setting up the alerts and just learning what other companies and organizations are doing in terms of their products, uh, setting up a Google alert to, to review it. Yeah. And I think the other one is, you know, is peers, right? Like that's why we've got you on the show because you're helping other people. Absolutely. In the I think, you know, it's, we're all going to be testing. We're all going to be experimenting. We're all going to be learning. It's new frontier. And uh, I think, you know, it's really important to sort of, you know, 
stay closer. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, there's the small minority of people think it's, well, how they're a competitor of mine. I'm like, no, this is a great opportunity to actually learn, learn from each other. So, um, you know, yeah, I think creating those networks within the, the ecosystem that you're in is, is so important. You know, and that's why that's good you said the pod the podcast. Um and I take it back, I wish I could reference some of them, but I've listened to some excellent podcasts on the capabilities of what AI, especially within, you know, the first use cases in marketing that most people think of. Um, you know, writing content, generating content, how organizations can use it to pick out your your Google AdWords, your SEO list, or um and and I think, you know, just continue to listen to these podcasts, continue to go out in the marketplace and identify this information. It's probably a really good place, you know, to to find out more about AI. So I agree with you there, Paul. Yeah, brilliant. All right. Well, uh, we could talk uh, all day. We could talk all year on this. And we'll definitely have you back because I know that, as you said, things are going to rapidly change. But I uh, just love the fact that, you know, for me, I'm an accumulator of knowledge. I've got all this knowledge to help tech consultants. Now I'm going to be able to get them and me to access it a lot quicker than doing, you know, a, a control case search and click up or whatever I'm, I'm currently doing in a knowledge base, right? Yeah. So I think uh, this, yeah, it's a huge opportunity and, you know, reach out to Noah and uh, ask him the questions, especially if, you know, one of those three Salesforce HubSpot on Monday, because he is a, a great guy and he'd be um, more than happy to, to help. So we're going to go to the rapid fire now. So I'm going to ask you four questions and get rapid fire responses. You ready for that? Let's do it. All right, great. So the first one is, what are some of the daily habits that you do to help scale the Oboe group? Checklists. It's probably the easiest thing. In fact, I even write down a piece of paper. It's right next to me. And it may seem old school, foolish. Here I am talking about AI and all the technology I do uh, to say I actually have a handwritten checklist. And of course, people can use OneNote or something else. But I actually enjoy writing everything down I need to do and then crossing off that list. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. And, uh, you know, we've talked a little bit about um, the Google Alerts and podcasts around AI, but where else do you find information to help scale the Oboe group? It's reach out to and working with consultants. Um, you know, I've been very fortunate to be part of a Visage group. Um, and uh, you tend to learn from other CEOs and entrepreneurs what works versus what doesn't work. And there's a couple of other groups I'm part of as well. Don't hesitate to participate in some of these groups. Why bother going through those trial and tribulations on your own? You can learn from others. Spot on. Right. Well said. Uh, next is what's one wish we could grant you? One wish that we could grant me is just an unlimited uh, deal flow. You know, I think that's every business's dream if I if I say it correctly, but uh, m- more, more lead flow than you can imagine. Yeah. yeah. Amen to that. And the last one is, you know, what do you know now? And you could make it about, you know, growing the Oboe group or you could talk specifically about AI up to you. But what do you know now that you wish you had known earlier? I guess as a professional services organization, how to essentially maximize the efficiency of the team and the best way about going about doing that. You know, we're as a, as a pro-serve organization, you live and die by your ability to bill. And uh, understanding um, how to put together the system sooner than later uh, it took us a while to be able to track, measure, and optimize how we actually get work done. And I wish we had focused on that sooner in the organization versus later. Uh, you know, I think I think revenue cures all, but you know, I think it, it's best practice to focus, uh, making sure that your bottom line is where it needs to be. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Once again, well said. So it's been awesome having you on. We will have you back and thanks for sharing your 
your wisdom, not just on IO, but you know, overall running a tech consulting business. So uh, thanks for being on today. Thanks for having me, Paul. Appreciate it. Cheers. What a great interview by Noah. I think, you know, just the power of being able to use your client's data and get the bots running over the top of that, I think is uh, so powerful. You guys, some great suggestions around, you know, hooking up some Google alerts. And if you want to know some of those, reach out to Noah, reach out to him on LinkedIn. He'd love that. And also don't forget to check out the YAK, so Y-A-K-BotsAI.com, which will have the link in the show notes. And why don't you also uh, share it with your peers, right? Because we're all, as I said in the podcast, we all need to help each other with what is happening with this because it's happening so fast around the AI that we all need to share and uh, help. So uh, share it with your friends. I think you're a rock star. Also check out our solo shows and I'll see you next time on the Paul Higgins podcast for more quick and simple ways to grow your tech consulting business and live more of the life you want now. Time for action. Subscribe, comment, and let me know what you like best about this episode. Plus, get your exclusive show extras and growth action guides for subscribers only. Visit techconsultantsblueprint.com.